0: Welcome back to the Ghost Gold Magazine podcast. I'm your host Kifi. Today's podcast is an interview with Daniel Tompkins of Tesseract. Daniel has a solo album out now on Kscope Records called Castles. Check it out. been to a fun interview with Daniel Tompkins. Uh, Great to speak to you. Thanks for joining the Ghost Cult podcast. And uh, psyched to talk about your brand new solo album. Why is now a good time for you to have this solo album?
1: It's a valid question. Um, The album's actually four years old. Um, I tracked it, finished it, mastered it all that time ago, and it's been sat in a folder uh, for a long time. The reason being is that this happened at a crucial point uh, in my career where I transitioned once again back into Tesseract <laughs> from Sky Harbor and uh, I had always wanted to do a solo album and this was going to be a DIY release it was an experiment however I procrastinated for a long time um, wasn't 100% convinced with, the, with certain elements of the mix and the record itself I felt like because it was aging that it might not be appropriate and I was kind of biding my time uh, developing myself as a singer as well and and now I just feel a much a much more uh, well-rounded singer Um, I'm a lot more confident and I feel like I'm ready to deal with the responsibility of stepping into the solo career with the
0: help of Kscope Records K-Scope has been fantastically supportive of your entire career and uh, w- great and fortunate to have this uh, come out on K-Sco- K-Scope, I believe.
1: Yeah, I've, I've actually worked with a, uh, a lot of different record labels, uh, independent and major. And K-Scope are the only label that I've really gelled with. Um, they're very forward-thinking. Um, they... They really appreciate their artists and they want the best for them. And they give a lot of creative freedom, which is a big part of it for me. Um, I've signed a record deal with them. Um, They heard the record after this four-year period. Um, I'd released Polaris, Sonder and a White Moth Black Butterfly record with them. Uh, And I just felt like it was the perfect home. So I approached them and they turned around and said, you know what, Dan, we want to help you develop your solo career for the next few years and, and and help you give it a push. So here we are.
0: Amazing. Uh, I love the, uh, quote from you that this album represents, uh, a complete redesign of your musical approach, which I found fascinating. And I wanted to ask you about that because again, you've written your whole career, not just vocals and melodies and lyrics, but music as well. So I just wanted to kind of dive in there and get your take on what does that mean exactly for you? And what does that mean also for the future?
1: Again, it's a good question. Um, I feel that in the past, I have been very active, and as a result of that, it had it had left me slightly creatively drained. Let's say I didn't have cr- uh, writer's block at all, but I was looking for a different way of writing. Now I've always been presented with uh, with instrumental music, and I've had to put my vocal to the music. And I've always known about a very different approach, but never had. The ability to go down that route and that is by taking a vocal hook and writing and mixing a song around the vocal which is very different to how I've worked in the past Um, so this was an opportunity to one get a different perspective uh, in that respect but also um, I think as as a grassroots artist especially in the progressive rock and metal world there is an expectation that you create your own music and you create your own vocals now this is a collaboration between myself and a a us-based producer from dallas called eddie head who i've had a very good relationship with for, for a few years now and this was at a point where i had released 12 possibly 13 records in a space of six seven years so i'm sure you can imagine like the how hard I would have been working and pushing myself, trying to kind of develop my, my reputation and songwriting skills. So he came in at the right time. We started to flesh out a sound palette. Um, spoke about the concept of the record, how we wanted that to be to be represented musically. And the, this is one of the reasons why you can hear a lot of deep, pulsating, rich electronic elements on the record is because that represents the. The heart and soul of the concept, which is the arc of relationships.
0: Indeed. And I was going to thank you for that segue. I was going to jump in. There would be a very uh, oversimplification to say that a lot of this record deals with relationship drama, <laughs> but in our common our common parlance, it does, right? Uh, relationships, whatever they are, personal, romantic, family, friends, band, they are everything, right? Every day you deal with these things. So what an interesting uh, place for you to kind of dive in. I don't know if it's, your you know, if you got kind of a, a, a wisdom from your age at this point or, you know, career wise, but uh, why this topic and why now?
1: Yeah, so... I think writing about relationships is something that I've been quite careful about, and I've always avoided it. Um, I felt like it's been a, it's an overused topic in a lot of commercial music, and especially in the pop world, and in the rock and metal world. Um, I just never really found it appropriate to delve into that kind of like. That, that intense element of relationships. Uh, but it kind of ties in with Sonda, which is really weird because that happened four years ago. Uh, this record happened four years ago and Sonder was, was only last year. Um, I've always been aware of the idea of Sonder, um, you know, the idea that people around you are connected, essentially, and realizing that, you know, what you experience is, is the same. It's is not the same thing that other people experience, but it's, it's linked. And I think... People are the essence of, of all the music that I write and and relationships anyway. So I, I took it upon myself as a challenge to write a record based on different perspectives from my own experience. Um, I, I happen to be in a very long-term, fruitful relationship um, that we've worked very hard at. And because we've worked hard at it, you know, we've been together for over 20 years, and um, I mean, I'm only 36. We were childhood sweet, like sweethearts when we met and we have built home and have kids and we've got this whole life together and we've been very supportive, but it has been a struggle uh, at times as, as I'm sure that a lot of people will say, you know, if you don't have an argument in a relationship, there's something wrong. And that's quite evident with a lot of relationships. Um, But on the flip side, I used to be um, in my previous occupation, um, a part of that was dealing with the victim's. Um, of domestic violence, um, particularly high risk victims, and I, I saw the downside to violent relationships, and I tried to help um, people get out of them, essentially, and protect themselves. So, so this album kind of does tap into the light and dark of, of, of that aspect of love and connection with another person. Um, it is not limited by any means. I come at it from my own perspective as a heterosexual white male in his mid-30s from England, but um, I do appreciate the diversity around the world of how of how relationships operate on, on their many different levels. But ultimately, at the, the middle of it, it's about communication between two people.
0: Indeed. And I think when people get to listen to tracks like Saved and Kiss and Limitless and Telegraph, I think the there's sort of a a universal appeal. I think the lyrics are obviously, your you know, your perspective is your perspective, but they are very, you know, they can be seen in a general sense. They could apply to anybody in anything, which I think is, uh, you know, important and clever. You know something, my friend? Could you just repeat that? <laughs> oh, sure thing. Sure thing. N- no worries. No worries. We can edit this. That's the beauty of this. Um, I was saying that actually, I believe that when people hear tracks on the album, uh, such as Saved and Kiss and Limitless and Telegraph, there is a sort of a universal appeal to those tracks. There's a universal, you know, sort of a, a commonality in all the lyrics that I think anybody can appreciate. Yeah.
1: I, I, that was, you know, I always want to uh, relate to people and, you know, allow my music and the concepts to it to be accessible. I think that's so important um, to be inclusive. So yeah, that was a big part of the process. It was trying to kind of, you know, relate my own perspectives to everybody, really. And the the kind of, the, the outcome that I would like people to take from the concept and the album as a whole is the fact that it all boils down to communication and I feel like a lot of people these days and I don't mean this disrespectfully to anybody out there uh, but in my my experience um, of just seeing how relationships have developed through friends and family and associates is that a lot of people these days don't seem willing to really work through the difficulties of a relationship with somebody when they get quite tricky and I think there is a there's a there's a line to be to be tread I feel like you should realize and know when a relationship isn't going anywhere and move on from that if things aren't healthy but on the flip side you could be letting something very special go if you don't at least give it a try and work through your differences with somebody because I mean a lot of people Again, these days, kind of treat relationships like upgrading technology. Always seeking for the perfect partnership and using tools in order to find that perfect or seemingly perfect characteristic in somebody else. But when I, when I was young, and like all my family and peers and, and friends, when we were young, we had to develop authentic relationships with people over long periods of time before you know you really see a relationship blossom. And I'm a firm believer in working hard at it
0: it's kind of weird and amazing that people will never like younger than our generations people will never write a letter to someone people will not meet in person ever and have very deep layered relationships online and over technology and never look eye to eye with each other which is wonderful and convenient and amazing and does bring the world closer but it's also kind of scary and crazy
1: (laughs) yeah i think it's it's kind of a topic i'm getting a bit fed up of bringing up because I mean it is very relevant to the everyday you know this digital age that we live in and I hate to keep saying that um, but it's there it's in your face every single day and some of these issues are so obvious Uh, and I do think more more and more people are clicking onto that now And, and I know more and more people that are switching off their phones and getting off social media just to claw back that element of privacy and just letting go of that constant bind of technology um and i think that's becoming more more popular
0: actually when do you do it in your personal life is it with family time is that how you achieve that
1: yeah it i'm very careful with it i know when to stop but because my career revolves around social media and connecting with people um it's part of my job if it wasn't for that i wouldn't use it i mean my i have actually had some quite tricky uh, things happen recently in relation to stalkers and I've had to kind of like come off of social media to, you know the ban list is is extensive now and uh, there have been some situations where we've had to stop people from coming to shows and give security photographs and it's like it, there is that element of uh, of protecting yourself and your family which I never thought I would ever kind of like reach that kind of status but it seems to have happened in the last few years particularly where I need that
0: privacy now that is terrifying. Please stay vigilant. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, as we wind this down, uh, I love the idea that uh, sort of the record proper also has these reimaginings of some of the tracks with guests that are a- amazing array of guests um, from your own bandmates to some of the finest in the business and your peers. Um, how did you go about choosing these guests? Did you write any of these songs with the guest in mind? Like, oh, we'll go and we'll have another go at this with Ray uh, you know, or Paul, did, did that come into play at all?
1: Yeah, absolutely. When I signed with the record deal, um, there was a conversation uh, based around the length of the album. And there was a desire to lengthen the album from the record label's perspective. I, however, did not want to step back into that mindset that was four years old, locked in time. I didn't want to go back into that world and reopen sessions and write extra songs because i felt like it was locked in time and i'd moved on i'll be very honest so uh, the, it's not necessarily a way around it but it's also an exciting way of including friends and peers that i've worked with in the past and it's a nice way to link in um my other projects as well so what i did is i reached out to Akko from tesseract um randy slaw from white moth Butter butterfly paul ortiz from zeta and jim spanner uh people that I'm in projects with right now I wanted to give them a platform to showcase their skills and also you know link into these projects Uh, and also Dmitry Stepanov uh, who's a Russian producer that I met a few years ago and we've been working on new material in in the background as well Uh, so I gave them uh, and this is another another interesting way of getting people to work in a different way and that is by giving them all choice to begin with which song would you like to remix and just giving them the vocal and saying okay write something unique around this vocal and see what happens and every song that came back was so awesome (laughs) that I had to have them on the album that's why there's four versions of Saved because every one came back very different to the next and I do feel like even though the vocal melody is familiar and it's the same the songs really do stand alone by themselves so there were another six remixes on the album um and I know that's not a very common thing for rock and metal artists to do apart from like I know like Nine Inch Nails and Trent or Trent Reznor uh did stuff like that um as well but not many people do that and I thought you know uh it's not electronic and dance music where you find that kind of stuff happens quite regularly, but it's an interesting
0: twist, you know? Indeed. Actually, there's a, one of my favorite records, uh, of all of 2019 is the, uh, current EP from the UK indie rock band father, son. They did their own, take on remixing their own album in a completely unique and fresh way. I highly recommend those guys in general. And I love their EP that's kind of reimagining their last record from a year ago. So very novel approach, really cool and interesting way to go about it. Um, Just for a last question, Daniel, and again, you've been lovely, it has been terrific catching up with you. Um, Is there any plans to take this live? Can Can you perform this on tour? Is this a thing where you would perform just as a solo act? Can you put a band together? How would you approach it?
1: could um i'm in a very unique position i don't think there are a lot of artists out there that would get a record deal supporting purely a studio project because labels want their artists to go on the road and promote the record and ultimately sell records um that's where that's the position i'm in actually i have a label that just want to grow my profile from a studio uh perspective so there is an opportunity to take this live i don't think it's now um, it's not the right time. I'm very busy with Tesseract. We have an insane schedule and we're writing for the fifth studio album. And, you know, Tesseract are my, my main gig. My whole world evolves around them. So I'm never going to do anything that's going to detract from that, you know. Who knows what's going to happen in the next few years? Uh, but right now is maybe not the right time for that
0: understood uh great approach and uh, really looking forward to this album getting released castles is the debut solo album from daniel Tompkins of tesseract and it comes out on Scope records on may 31st thanks so much for spending some time with us it's been great catching up with you
1: oh nice one thanks thanks a lot dude
0: Thanks for checking out today's podcast. Follow, like, and subscribe wherever you hear these podcasts. Also check out Ghost Cult Magazine on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And finally, check us out at ghostcultmag.com. We're out.
1: Peace.